The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. Tonight's song is... I always forget the actual name. All right, Lie Dream of a Casino Soul. Yeah. Dream. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, Lie Dream of a Casino Soul was released as an A-side of a single um, on November 13th, 1981. And the B-side was Fantastic Life, which is actually a really good song. That is a really good song. Uh, I think it came after Slate's. I think Lie Dream was between Slate's and Hex. Yes. If that's correct. I think yeah. that's right. I yeah. think so too. I think um, so. I'm going to go with that. Uh, I, <laughs> since you can't see my piece of paper here, <laughs> people, I don't have anything written down. So my main thing was just to say uh, that it is kind of about, well, it's based on, I guess, the northern soul scene, which was big in. Big in England in the 70s. Northern England. <laughs> in the 70s. Like, I guess I was read. I did some reading on it. And, like, it started in the late 60s, went through the 70s. Okay. Ended around the early-ish parts of okay. the 80s. I only like, know, I I only know by, from the 70s and 80s. So I didn't yeah. know it was a 60s thing, too. Yeah, I think it was, like, very late. What killed 60s. it, though? The Style Council? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I think even as far as... Like 1981, like it was starting to die out then. Yeah, there's still adherence, though I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, Mark, I think Mark complained that it had just gotten to London, like people in London had found out about it, so they were making a big deal about it in 1981. Yeah, and I have was, no idea if that's true. And but, he was over it by then. Yeah, he was totally over it by then. So, <laughs> so 70s. Um, have you ever seen him dance before? <laughs> I can't see him at, like, a Northern Soul Club, like, throwing down to some little, like, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Well, just, like... Well, especially, like... Yeah. When you do see footage of people, like, dancing at those... Like, they're fucking dancing. They go down. Yeah. Yeah. They get down. Yeah. uh, And if you don't know, Northern Soul is all based on, like, kind of these... B-stock, like, Motown... Yeah. Soul singles... Or like um, just you know Motown knockoffs from from right. America, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. became and then it became like, like apparently Dexy's Midnight Runners, their first stuff was very much very much so Northern yeah. Soul. Um, and uh, I thought I think this was probably on the annotated fall, but the Wigan Casino, which he mentions, at least I can't remember if it's in the single. It's a Peel version where he but throws it But the Peel version, he yeah. says the Wagon Soul Scene or whatever. Yeah. So the Wagon Casino was voted World's Best Disco by Billboard in 1978, which would have been peak, like, disco yeah. in New York, too. Yeah. So that's crazy. But disco means a different thing. Well, it does, but... Yeah. In England, that they, But this thing actually made a point of saying it beat out, like, Studio 54. Oh, wow, okay. Like I didn't know that Wagon, part. Yeah. yeah, in 1978 for World's Best what? Disco. Whatever. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Anyway, so, yeah, it's it's all based on old soul records. Uh, people get fucked up and go dancing all weekend, which is why, like, you know, I... I, I, I what, how does that start? 
Oh, I didn't eat the weekend, but I put the weight back on again. That's how the song starts. Right, you're so, all hopped up on speed. Yeah, because you've taken speed all weekend and drinking beer. So you get your beer calories, as, as a friend used to say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can go out dancing and <laughs> kind of fucked up. But, um, I mean, not, not necessarily saying everyone was fucked up. Uh, but I would say most people probably were. Yeah, <laughs> it was the seventies. It was. Yeah. Right, um, so I think that's that's my little thing on uh, Northern Soul. I don't. Is, do we need to explain? I don't more? think. If anyone's listening to this, they probably already know what Northern Soul is. I would you know? say so. Probably. It's and an if not, it's an interesting period of, of British pop culture history. That thing, because it feels like. Well, that was also part of like pub rock was going in the early yeah. 70s. And they but they were like sort of taking off from some of the northern soul influences. Yeah. You can hear that in like Graham Parker's stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh um, who am I thinking of? Brinsley Schwartz. Yeah, definitely. And uh you know, the guy that only played with his fingers and did the walking thing. God damn it. Even I'll just cut know, that out. Even I don't know mind. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were they were really they're really popular like um pub rock band, not Brinsley Ducks Schwartz. Deluxe? No. Dr. Feelgood. That There it is. The guitarist always always play with his fingers. He never oh, play with the pick. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Lindsay Buckingham style. Uh, yeah, 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 it's it's right. it better. But anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown, Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. Let's not get if into he, that. If he wants to come track me down, he better bring some cocaine. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Northern Soul Scene. That's basically what Light Dream is. But also, like, I guess I guess the fall caught some shit because everybody thought they were making fun of that. And Mark was, like, saying, No, I'm a no, fan. Yeah, no, I really like that. It's not. I'm not making fun of it. Um he's trying to make fun of people who are just now getting into it or yeah. something like that. Some shit like, like that. like the bandwagon jumpers. Yeah. Yeah, which he's, if you listen to a fall song, you probably already know. <laughs> um, so yeah, the white wagon uh, soul scene. Um, and uh, so there, there's a couple of things. One was, I love the like the chorus bit where it sounds like an evil carnival. Yeah. <laughs> so because they, they they play like the minor version of a of the chords underneath the regular chords, and so it sounds like yeah, basically um, whenever some you know whatever a carnival shows up in a in a sixties movie and it gets all weird. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So, yeah. When you're like, fucked up on drugs, that's what it yeah, sounds like. Yeah. Exactly. So I love that, and I also love the fact that, um, let's see, oh, the chorus, Mark, during the chorus, sounds to me like a news reporter. Oh, sure. I guess it just goes to show, like, I just imagine him (laughs) Very newsreel kind of thing. (laughs) And I think, I think, like, the first chorus after the second verse is mainly, like, kind of making fun of the rich people. yeah. Looking at the Northern Soul scene, or you know, getting into it nowadays, or something. I, yeah, I wonder if in his in his mind that it was sort of a class thing because it's you know we're talking about these sort of knockoff 
soul like you know, Motown knockoff singles. Those were probably like the most like the cheapest records you could get. Right. And all these DJs or record collectors were like picking out the gems from that. Like you know, no, this is actually really good stuff, and spinning those in the clubs, and that's sort of what's got things rolling with yeah. that Northern Soul scene. But then like money got into the picture as it always does. Right. And you know, money, university students. Yeah. Bloody students. <laughs> well, it's also. It's kind of analogous to what happened with hip hop and all the record collectors sure. that were producers then. So, like, you know, they buy the Lafayette Afro band or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that record shoots up to $12,000 or whatever it's <laughs> yes. worth now after the after like six or seven people use it in it right in, on a, on some songs it's it's a strange it's not strange it, it, it's interesting how that's a, a production style that's getting lost nowadays right there's not a lot of people mining you gotta pay for it yeah i think that's what it is yeah. it's a licensing thing so it's a lot harder to just justify like a de la soul type song from three feet high and rising yeah. stitching together oh, yeah, six totally. different records into one beat like how the bomb squad did it, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, Which, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Which is why I think that, like, I I hear a lot of hip hop these days using stuff that is very recent, as like its source material. Right. And like other hip hop. Other hip hop artists are just yeah, are the you know hip hop songs from fifteen fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, or something like that. They're not diving even further back, like you know. Right. It's not a lot of old soul stuff. Yeah. Um, but then you get some I don't know. Then you get someone like Dilla who's like just grabbing like one little horn hit from a song so you can barely recognize it unless you're like really paying attention. Right. Well that's kinda like uh, that that could we could do a whole another podcast about that. Alright. <laughs> we got we got a couple hours. Let's do let's, it. Yeah. Let's do it. The MPCification <laughs> of hip hop. Um, but, I, I, but no, totally. So I think, I think the, definitely, I think that's true. Like money comes in, you get a bunch of like, I think the thing with Northern Soul was it's all working class people going, just cutting loose out of over the weekend. And, yeah. yeah. And then getting off work, going to do crazy shit and then going back to work. Yeah. Um, and then if you get money involved, you get <laughs> whatever you got, like, John Travolta-esque uh, people in white suits or something, you know. What th- Was whatever. there a Northern Soul film? Was there a Northern Soul Saturday Night Fever? I don't know that I've ever know. heard about I'd that. That's a, some research to be done on that. Yeah, we probably should. It's probably like a more recent. It's probably like a more recent there's movie that's come out. There, I know there's a documentary. I've seen I, that. Yeah, I saw yeah. the BBC like documentary yeah. a couple of years ago. The, like last year sometime at work okay I hopefully like nobody from work yeah. listens to this because I watch <laughs> documentaries at work uh, I anyway. feel like it's probably like some movie that came out within the last 10 years that sort of uses the northern soul scene as the backdrop for some shitty crime drama or something like there's that there's gotta you know? be well I don't know it you know. seems like there's movies that were f- f- take place in that time period but they don't really deal with m- northern Soul as no. much as like post-punk strikes, and punk. And yeah, post- strikes. And yeah, 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 yeah. The punk stuff, and I guess like I don't know. I never saw Billy Madison, that one with the kid who Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot, yeah. Billy Madison. Billy Madison, different movie with, entirely. With, yeah, with the adult who is a kid. Uh, 
<laughs> I saw Billy, Billy Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. It was fine. But is that like a northern? I know, like the idea behind the plot is the kid dances. Yeah, he's that he's, T Rex song in the in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. He's a T Rex song. The soundtrack is a little on the nose at times. Uh-oh. With this, like a you know some sort of riot going on instead of playing London Calling over the top of it. It's oh, like, well, yeah. oh, come on. Not but, white riot. <clears throat> no, yeah, but um, it's good. Guns of Brixton. Yeah, yeah you know, it's a sorry. good movie, but you know, it's a little. I, I, there's things about it I really liked and things about it I didn't like very much. But, uh-huh. you know, just the whole idea of this working class kid turning to ballet and dance is sort of his outlet. Right. Which I thought pretty cool. And they don't get in, you know, they skirt the line of like, you know, uh, a small homosexual angle where they don't really go down that path. And so oh, they, okay. they kind of touch on things like that. And there's some interesting things in, in it. And, oh, okay. But they don't really get into like, you know, the Northern Soul scene very much. As far oh, okay. as I remember, they might, but I, I I would have to see it again, but I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything that has anything to do with Northern Soul, but but then again, all I can think of is are like American movies that yeah like disco like thank God it's Friday or something, <laughs> <laughs> which was on I swear to God on, one summer like every day on HBO when, yeah. when we had HBO it was on, I don't remember that they played it on Turner Classic Movies not too long ago thank God it's oh, Friday because they? they have like you know their their Saturday night thing called oh, TCM Underground right. and they threw that on there oh, and. Yeah, between that one and like the the one the village was that the one the village people were in? No, that, Donna Summers in that one. Donna Summer and the Temptations are in. No, the Commodores are in that one. Yeah, there's one that uh, like Bruce Jenner be. and the Village People were in a movie together. <laughs> that I don't. It's not. I think it's I Can't Stop the Music. I think that's what oh, that one's called. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that one as much as the Saw It Every Day for a Summer. Yeah. Uh, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's finest hour. Yeah, wasn't um, what's his face from Police Academy in that too, or am I thinking of something else? No, that's Can't Stop the Music. That's the one with Gutenberg and Bruce Jenner. Oh, okay, maybe I have seen that. People, yeah, you, yeah, you must have. There's another one of those that got thrown on cable just because it was so cheap to to license that one. And plus, it was the '80s, so it wasn't that far away. Yeah, exactly (laughs) that too. But yeah, I, I'm gonna have to look that up and do some research on whether there was like a Northern Soul element to some British movies because it was such a big deal for a, a number of years, and obviously influenced like we're talking about a lot of pub rock bands. It influenced people like I think it was a big influence on the Style Council, like like you know, or at least the the the, the later years of the Jam with when he was moving out of the whole mod thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it also Paul works Weller. out with the whole mod thing too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, there is so, uh, there is a connection yeah. there connection because they were listening to a lot of the the soul records as well. Like there's a but there's an element of that in Quadrophenia for sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that was part of the Northern Soul when it started in the '60s. Was probably that stuff with yeah. the mods and stuff. Um, so it works over. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Goes over whatever. Um, it's I don't know I, I it's it's another those things I think we were talking about this about a bit in the episode about New Puritan where it's this weird I like the idea that Paul uh, Marky Smith was like into music like this mm-hmm. but it's not like he can hear any of that <laughs> and what the fall was doing no. early on especially although I did read something where he swore up and down that old Northern Soul people really loved the Lie Dream of Casino. <laughs> But you know he would just you say that for anyway. us. Yeah. yeah, he would just be like, "Oh no, working class uh, old people love us, and that's why we stuck them in a video for Hit the North." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he would just—I I don't believe him half the time. But hey, he can't—he's not here to 
Yeah, we can say whatever I, we want about him now. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but 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 yeah. So, but I do know that like he did mention that he thought that the music was kind of like Northern Soul because it has like some kind of like weirder moment. Yeah. So like the clarinet as the horn section. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kazoo's that yeah, they use and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, um, looking at the lyrics here. I saw John the ex Fox. Right. Now there was some discussion in this this annotated false side about whether that's a reference to John Fox of Ultravox. Yeah. So there's there's that. Uh and or there's also like apparently a mention of John Fox in a couple of uh oh god damn Or it's it. a Thin Lizzy song. Thin Lizzy. Johnny the Fox. Yeah. yeah. Like Apparently there's a song called that, but also he gets mentioned in another Thin Lizzy sure. song or something. Yeah, I think I'm, it's the, well, I've never the listened of, to a lot of Thin Lizzy. This any one of their albums is Johnny the Fox. So I, yeah, <laughs> oh, I, that, that makes sense. Again, I don't, you know, I could see Marky e. Smith being a, being a, I could see him being a Thin Lizzy fan more than I can see him being an Ultravox fan. Well, I think that John Fox, I think they're from, uh, you know, same the same, same area. Same yeah, area. I think you're right. Um, and I think Ultravox. Was, I think this was early Ultravox too. Yeah, right? they probably played shows together. I would imagine. Yeah, and I th I think I read that John, John Fox, um, which apparently isn't his real name, but or his real last name, but he became John Fox when he's in the band and he right. got booted out of Ultravox. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck, don't know. Yeah, fuck you, Mid York. Yeah, I've never I've never been a huge listener of Ultravox either, so I don't know <laughs> anything about those. Um, I only, uh, yeah, I only, I've done an interview with Midjur before, uh -huh. where we talked about David Bowie. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and he's a fascinating guy. That guy's just, I mean, to go off on a tangent here, there is a Thin Lizzy connection. He did play in Thin Lizzy for a stretch, Midjur. Really? Yeah. Weird, crazy. And, you know, he's just had such a strange career where he, like, co-wrote Do They Know It's Christmas. Oh, right. And he has all these, like, very popular songs with Ultravox. And on his own, and has played in like a dozen other bands or whatever. And it's just a strange, you know. What's, character. The, what's the famous Ultravox song? I can't. Well, there's uh, there's Fade to Gray. Right. Okay. That's what it. Yeah. That's what I was trying and to remember. Vienna. Oh, that was the other oh, one. Oh, Vienna. That was the other one. So I knew they were like very synth based. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but they got a lot small tears. They went on as a lot of those synth <clears throat> bands did. You mm -hmm. know, they were very. The early stuff is very, you know, determined by cheap technology and, Whoops. you know, craftwork influences and stuff. And once <laughs> they started making money, they're like, oh, we actually want to keep making money, so let's we start making pop songs. We need a white horse in the video. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be walking down a cobblestone street, rain-soaked cobblestone street, I don't think pining I, over a lady. Yeah, I don't think I actually heard Vienna until I was in my 30s. Yeah. I, because I just never was a... Sure. Whatever. You're more of a visage guy. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Totally. Uh, needed more white horses in the video. Um, yeah, I mean... Any white horses in fall videos? No, there's just, you know, old people drinking pints. Old people drinking, yeah. and then uh, what's-his-face with the polka dots. And, right. Uh, and uh, and what's-his-face with the assless dancing pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Michael, whatever his name was. Yeah. God damn it. And, uh, yeah, people, da was, people dancing in baked bean costumes. Yeah. yeah. If, if I was better at names, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, they played. They played that not too long. They played one of the things that that choreographer did 
like a video film thing. They played that at the Fifth Avenue Cinema here not that oh, long really? ago, and I couldn't go because oh. it was busy that weekend. But it's like I would have been interested to see that. That would have been pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I totally missed that. Yeah, because they just reissued uh, "I'm Curious Orange" like on a vinyl. Oh. And okay. they they reproduced the booklet from their the performances of that uh. inside of it, and it looks like they kind of have this. It kind of looks like a soccer program in a funny <laughs> way, or football program. I guess we got our next fifteen uh, episodes of this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I did want to say uh, I never heard Visage until I was in my 30s. <laughs> I was much more of a Human League fan. Oh, there you go. Because they sounded like Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, more more we, love, we love tangents on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I... Uh, I don't... It's, so, <clears throat> I... I, uh, I the. I mean, oh yeah, this one has the great... I think I'll cut my dick off. Right. Like, line. Which is pretty funny. And also really bizarre. And I actually looked up to see if there was some weird, like, Greek self-castration tangent or something. <laughs> I didn't find anything. Yeah, and so, then, I like it in the poetic sense of, like, you know, here's the dude going on the weekend trying to score. Right, And right. I gotta go back into work Monday morning completely desexualize myself <laughs> so I can get through the day. Yeah. Like, no, I thought, like so uh, yeah. many of us do. Uh, yeah, I thought that was... I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty pretty hilarious way of doing it. I mean, especially yeah. if you're like 20 and you're all amped while dancing, yeah. trying to get laid, and then you're like, you know, you got to cut your dick off to get back into the week. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't eaten, so he, but then he puts all the weight back on again right. throughout the week. So, wow. yeah, it's kind of an interesting... But most of the lyrics are about that. Like, it kind of seems like working yeah. class culture... And then the and then the TV reporter yeah. jumping in to say, "I guess it just goes to show." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I always think of that, but like I just see like that '70s microphone that's like really thin and six oh, feet yeah, tall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one's like uh, you know, uh, or the host of the Gong, sh- not the Gong Show, maybe the Gong Show. Yeah, I think you know he had oh, one of those. Uh, you know. Uh, 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 Chuck Barris. Yeah, Chuck Barris had one of those. Yeah, but, I, but also what's his Wink face? Martindale, Wink, Joker's Wink, Wild. Wink, Wink, no, Wink stood. Didn't he stand at a podium? I think he did for one of the shows. Oh, he was okay. on a bunch of them. But yeah, anyway, that's true. I was, they were talking about Gene Rayburn or something. I don't Gene know. Gene Rayburn always had one of those because yeah. he made it look very phallic. <laughs> Of course he did. That's Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn was phallic about everything. I, yeah, you know, but I also can That's understand right. why. I can understand why people thought he might have been making fun of the scene. You know, Casino Soul is kind of a, a, a little bit of a dig, almost. No, yeah. Which I liked about it, you know, because there was that, that dual element of it where, like, you know, he respects the scene, but it's also this, like, it's been commodified by these <laughs> right. casinos, you know? It is a casino. Which is, so, you know, where, it's where you go to hear disco anymore these days is casinos, you know? Or go see... Hit Explosion. Baby Boomers. Or yeah. Something, you know? Oh, God. <clears throat> People are going to say that about us someday, though, as fucking Gen Xers, you know? I think they already do. They already do. They're like, those guys ruined everything. <laughs> they're, with their hatred of everything. Slacking off. <laughs> I think they're going to start slacking in a moment. <laughs> All right, sorry, that was full of tangents, as a Casino Soul uh, show should be. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah.